You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Man, there's so many people from Alberta in Ontario right now. It just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, we only sent our finest, but that's all we had. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is here. And Ty, you know, we only talk about the hard-hitting stuff on the show. And I guess this one is a little bit mm-hmm. hard-hitting. Uh, Charleston Hughes making a tweet that he <laughs> he got a letter in the mail. He's been selected for jury duty. <laughs> You've uh, dodged jury duty twice? Uh it might have been twice. I know it's been once for sure. I think the first time I got a letter, I just threw it out. <laughs> I'm trying to understand why everybody hates it, because I live by the Stanley Hudson school of thought. You sit in an air-conditioned room, downtown, judging people while your lunch is paid for. That feels like a pretty good day to me. Yeah. Also, not my job to decide if somebody's guilty or innocent. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not doing that for five bucks a day. <laughs> well, if it's something better than soup and a sandwich, count me in. I shouldn't say this. I'm going to get. Yeah, it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not spending three days in Meadow Lake for <laughs> for like you know fifty bucks. It's not a thing I'm going to do. <laughs> Come on, there's there's nice sites in Meadow Lake. They do have a McDonald's, I guess, and I, but like, and I think they do have a Seven Eleven. I mean, I was in Fox Creek and I picked Fox Creek over Meadow Lake. So what does that tell you? <laughs> This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB. And at ATB, they make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. All right, Ty, we are just over 24 hours away from CFL free agency officially opening, but over the past week, it's been the legal tampering period, as some affectionately Mm -hmm. refer to it as, and some others say... Tampering never stops in the Canadian Football League, but there's been a lot of news over the last stop in any league. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. At least this way teams don't get fined. Let's uh, start with the Riders, who uh, it kind of seems like the biggest news is who's not coming back to the team, then who is going to be returning to the team. Mm -hmm. Larry Dean, middle linebacker, was kind of an Iron Man. Uh, played a lot of games over uh, a few seasons with Hamilton and then Edmonton, but tore his Achilles last year, wasn't able to get on the field with Saskatchewan. He's going to be back with the team in 2022. Uh, bringing back the kicker, Brett Lowther, and the big signing, 
Duke Williams returning to the fold. And I know a lot of uh, Rider Nation had their their breath held while that was done. He's coming back, but it's not cheap, Ty. No, it's way too much. For somebody who hasn't played or has, what, taken nine, played nine games uh, in three and a half years, uh, I... I I, I, I'm not saying that he can't put up numbers. I'm saying that he has to prove that he still can. Um, you can't throw $260,000 at a guy that has barely played. Uh, I don't I don't like it. Um, you know, they spent all that money and they watched Purifoy and Ganey uh, walk out the door. It, it just, it's not, it's not very, or it's not, I shouldn't say it's not good. It's just not what, you know, we've come to, expect from the riders where you know it's they've kind of been consistent especially on that defensive side of the ball uh you know Pierrefoy and Ganey have really been stalwarts on that defense and they've been there for a while and just to let them lose them for nothing and and you gain Duke Williams yeah that's great he's a big body but there's at that price point um you could have you could have added two or three other guys instead. It was just a few years ago when the quarterbacks were getting big money, and now it seems to be an era mm-hmm. where the quarterbacks are either uh, kind of retiring and leaving a lot of money uh, into a team's budget, or they're restructuring their deals mm-hmm. and taking big pay cuts. And now it seems like it's a pretty good off season to be an American receiver. Lucky Whitehead, Brian Burnham, yeah. Duke Williams getting paid a lot of money, and Kenny the King Lawler, the the leading receiver in twenty twenty one. Rumors have it that the Lions want to offer him up to two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars as well. This is big receiver money being thrown around. Well, and we saw it with you know Mike Riley when he went to BC, got all that money. They they couldn't put a team around him. You want to spend all this money on receivers. Then, then your window is very small because, I mean, Rourke's, Rourke has to perform this next this year. He does. If, if they if they want to bring in these guys because they're not going to be able to afford to keep everybody and re-sign Rourke. So, I mean, it, it, it's a catch-22. You're making your window very small. You're giving yourself a one-year shot at this. Um, and, you know, it's just you, you, spend, you spend all this big money on one position and every other position seems to suffer. John Hodge of Three Down and Depth. Yeah. John Hodge of Three Down Nation. He always does uh, the insider talk piece once a week. It's one of my favorite little things to read. And one little tidbit in there, and we talk about receivers getting money. Uh, Adam Big Hill continues to kind of screw the linebackers because <laughs> he mm-hmm. he wins the most outstanding defensive player, one of the top linebackers in the league, and he continues to take a little bit of a discount to stay with Winnipeg because he's got that high-paying off-field job as well. <laughs> so I, I guess yeah. we need a receiver that uh, needs a, a big uh, off, off-field off job as well to kind of normalize what's going on there because there's going to be some receivers that are going to be making more money than some quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the quarterback position right now and it's, I wouldn't say depleted, but... Um, you know, there's guys like Kalaros who we we thought were done. Um, yeah. You, know, you have Rourke who is kind of unproven. Arbuckle might have a shot at the starting job. I don't know what's going on in Edmonton. Like, I mean, there's there's some some quarterbacks around the league that are not your bona fide starters yet. When it comes to Big Hill kind of screwing over the linebackers, like you said, it happens in 
in hockey and stuff, when a player takes a pay cut, yeah. the rest of the union's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, well, now, you know, you're screwing up the curve. But if guys want to win, then you have to take less money if you want to keep championship teams together. That's just the way it is. Uh, and if you screw over other players in that, that that's that, that, that's just what's going to happen. Um, you know, good. the one thing I... That, that is one thing I do like about Adam Big Hill is he basically says, screw you to the union, and I am all about that. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's talk about some of the players that the Riders have lost or won't be coming back. You also, you already mentioned Luchas Purifoy and Ed Ganey. I kind of get the mm-hmm. the Ed Ganey one. It, it's business. Sometimes you yeah. got to time it when it comes to age and things like that, and I'd rather I'd rather lose him a year earlier than a year too late. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Micah Johnson, I think, is a big one. Now, over the last yep. little while, that's huge. He has played with some injury, uh, has cost a lot of money, but when he's in the lineup, he's an absolute game changer. That being said, I, I do think that Saskatchewan did have some depth at defensive line I, I did think they were going to be in more trouble than they have shown over the last little while when Charleston mm-hmm. Hughes and Willie Jefferson left and they were able to perform well Jason Shivers has done a pretty good job with that defense but it does appear that maybe uh, Mac Henry could be headed to Edmonton as well so the, the defense is going to be they're going to be tested again in 2022 Mm-hmm. William Powell is off. I'm not sure if that's the biggest deal just because of the way he's been used in the Jason Moss offense uh, yeah. as of late. I mean, it's a loss if you look at leadership-wise and what he has been able to do at times. Yeah. Like, we we know the numbers he can put up, and he's a physical guy and, and a big running back. But if Jason Moss isn't going to use him, I, I mean, why would you pay that money when you have, you know, six fullbacks on your roster that can do the same thing? And then uh, John Ryan appears not to be uh, his way back to his hometown team mm-hmm. with the Rough Riders. Oh, that's too bad. He was the highest paid punter in the league. And I mean, yeah, he can he can boot the ball. But when, when he ended up getting hurt last year and... Mm-hmm. It was a blessing in disguise for the Riders. I think it, I think it was. They end up having the global kicker come in. Uh, Vedvik, and I'm sure he's making a fraction of the money that John Ryan was making. He he's the the global. He makes he he makes less than league minimum. The global player, and he performed very well. Yeah, he he performed just as good, if not better, than John Ryan. You know, fifty five thousand dollars. It's a hell of a deal. Let's move on to Hamilton, who has, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Ticats as well. They're, they're able to extend Simone Lawrence, but Brandon Banks on his way out. But they bring back Don Jackson, Stephen Dunbar in the, in the receiving core, and they sign Lamar Durant, the Canadian receiver that was just let go by mm-hmm. the BC Lions. That signals to me the Don Jackson thing and the Lamar Durant thing that they want to change ratios here. And yeah. we noticed when Don Jackson was in the Hamilton offense in 2021, completely different team. The, the, the offense yeah. really started to pick up. So... With Malik Irons and Sean Thomas Erlington, Canadian running backs, they both happen to be free agents. 
I wonder if they're going to try to get Durant. <laughs> oh, they got to keep him healthy. That's the first first problem he's dealt with. That, that's, that, that's step one. And it's not like he's going to be buried down the death chart with Banks and Jalen Acklin both gone. Exactly. You know, if he stays healthy, he's... He's going to get lots of looks. They're going to want to keep him in the lineup because that keeps Don Jackson in the lineup, gives their offense the look they want. Uh, you know, yeah, like you said, they're two completely different teams when he's in the lineup and when he's not, uh, that being Don Jackson. So, and I mean, Dylan Wynn, Simone back. Like, I mean, they they bring in Micah Johnson. Like, I mean, this team just reloaded. And, and I mean, half of their – reload is just re-signings and extensions like it's crazy well you got to talk about dylan Wynn and michael johnson micah johnson at uh, yeah. defensive tackle that is a duo <laughs> i don't want to go again <laughs> they're going to be fun to watch next year and some offensive lines are going to have their hands full obviously it does appear that jagarrett davis is on his way out so they're, they're going to mm-hmm. want to need you know, a, I think I think the Micah Johnson signing just pretty much solidified that. Yeah, I think I think so too. So obviously they're going to need you know a pass rusher that that's able to get to the quarterback mm-hmm. off the end. But those two deep defensive tackles are are fascinating. They also re-sign. My my question is my question is is if Winnipeg and Hamilton play again in the Grey Cup, and for some reason they resign Winnipeg resigns Andrew Harris. How many shots is he going to have to take after this game? Yeah. Going against Win and Johnson. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that, and yeah, there you go. I can always tie it back around. <laughs> Jovan Santos Knox uh, resigns. Carriel Book Brooks does as well, and then a couple offensive linemen in Jesse Gibbon and Kay Okafor. Mm-hmm. And they also bring in quarterback Matt Schiltz, who the Owls ended up letting go. So I, I guess they do have... Well, I mean, they definitely upgraded yeah. <laughs> their their backup quarterback in Montreal. <laughs> they do have some CFL quarterbacking experience behind uh, Dane mm-hmm. Evans now. But how are you feeling about Hamilton's receiving core now? Losing Jalen Acklin, Brandon Banks, and I know Dunbar, he's still young. He, mm-hmm. he he had a nice season with with the cats and you got Tim White and Poppy White hanging around, but if, if Braylon Addison is not gonna be healthy, I kinda I kinda am concerned if we're going into twenty twenty two with the current receiving situation for the Thai Cats. Um I I would be slightly. I mean if Braylon's not healthy, uh, it, I mean that—that's probably your. I don't know. Would would that be your almost like I wouldn't call it a guarantee, but the the receiver you're most confident in right now, just because you know Dunbar, uh, Pap, Pappy White, and Tim White. I mean they they don't have a lot of reps, um, and, and teams are going to have film now, and you know it'd be a little easier to. Not easier to stop, but I mean, teams are going to come up with ways. You know, you always see that sophomore slump kind of thing. Like it just it it brings up some worries. Um, but at the same time, I think that's why re-signing Don Jackson was so important. Um, you know, they made sure that that O line uh, has you know guys that can play, and, and they're going to make sure they got the depth. Um, and 
Yeah, like, and and you look at it too. Three years ago, they lost Luke Tasker as well. Like, I mean, it just seems like that that group uh, is just finally kind of not not aging out, but I mean, kind of aging out and on some and and guys moving on because I mean they're just they're not spending the money that other teams are on receivers right now. Um, like they're not going to spend two hundred and sixty thousand dollars on a guy. Yeah, for the most part, the Cats have had good luck bringing right. in they receivers that can contribute. It's just uh, and 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 on the cheap, and you know it fits yeah. their system. Like it's a lot of system stuff. So I mean, if they can have four or five guys, yeah, it sucks that there's only one football. But I mean, if you have those options and those weapons, it makes your offense a lot more dynamic. Kind of does appear that uh, they'll be taking a a few more hits to their offensive line this year, which I don't mm-hmm. think that uh, fans are going to be excited about. We did talk about Matt Schiltz coming over from Montreal. The Alouettes have been pretty quiet as of late anyway. They they are able to extend to Jake Winicky and uh, Dominic Davis ends up uh, signing in Montreal to be the backup to Vernon Adams Jr. for 2022. The the Jake Winicky thing was a big one. Uh, he's been getting... Especially in our group chat. Yeah, <laughs> he was getting some interest elsewhere. I just... Is... Is Duke Williams a hundred thousand dollars better than Jake Winicky? Uh, people are going to point to that 2018 season and say yes. That's fair, but a hundred thousand dollars is significant. <laughs> yes, um, I I mentioned in the group chat that Jake should be making more than Duke, and it's not just solely based on skill. It's that he's proven that you know it's been two years; he's gotten better. You know, he led the league in touchdowns this year. Duke came back for four games and averaged under 100 yards. Only had the one touchdown. And, yeah, sure, he recovered some onside kicks. But I don't see him as $100,000 better or worth $100,000 more. You know, if he if he has a 1,400-yard season this year and adds double-digit touchdowns and, and does other thing and does that, then, yeah. Then, I mean, if, if Jake Winicky doesn't, continue on this kind of progression then yeah duke's worth more but right now i I take duke over duke or i take jake over duke you know on a one-year deal just because i want to see i want to make sure duke can do it It, still do it It, it's he's played nine games in three and a half years yeah i think he can still do it it's just man that's a lot of cash and uh, jake's got 19 touchdowns in 32 career games that's a pretty good start to a cfl Mm -hmm. career yeah the BC Lions, of course, extend to Brian Burnham. I already mentioned that. Offensive tackle Joel Figueroa, Gary Peters in the secondary, receiver Javon Katoy. He was getting some NFL looks. He's a big boy, mm-hmm. a Canadian. I, I really hope they can get him more involved in the offense this year. That guy's going to run over defensive backs. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I think with with having Lucky there, and if Lucky's healthy and Brian Burnham, I mean, Katoy kind of becomes your third option, but that's going to give him favorable matchups. Oh, that's yeah. going to give him chances to to make plays on, on you know, the, the third and fourth best uh, defensive halfbacks and, and defense, or defensive secondary, I should say. So, I mean, we could see nights where he's technically the number three, but he's getting number one looks just because of the options given to that BC offense. And it does appear that Luchez Purifoy is headed to BC. 
he he did start his career with the BC Lions yeah. back in 2016, spent a year in Ottawa, and then I, I think became one of the most valuable members of the Saskatchewan defense over the past mm-hmm. couple seasons. And now he's headed to BC again. I, that's that's business, I guess. But I I, yeah. I really like BC's made like. I mean, they've got that $750,000 and they can start throwing it around. <laughs> and they're not spending it foolishly, right? Like, they're not going all in on a, on a guy or two. Like, they're they're spreading it around. Yeah. Uh, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of excited to see what the Lions are going to be like this year. And I think there's yeah. the question that still remains. And we might as well do this as well. I think they're going to want another experienced quarterback. And there are two that are out there. And they might, mm-hmm. <laughs> they might get an eye roll from you, but no. But we both know that one of them probably won't take backup money. The on the other one won't have a choice. But I don't know if you want him uh, being in a mentor role for a young quarterback. Of course, we're talking Trevor Harris and Matt Nichols, right? And. One hundred percent. Now, is Matt Nichols going to retire? To me, that kind of looked like the path that was going to happen, considering mm-hmm. how last season went in Ottawa. And Trevor Harris, is he going to have options other than BC, or maybe, maybe he goes back to Edmonton? Chris Jones does not seem to be married to the fact that. Uh, Nick Arbuckle could be the starting guy, and he doesn't really care. And we've seen the way he dealt with this in Saskatchewan. You get a signing bonus or we, not. We know how much the salary <laughs> cap means to Chris Jones. <laughs> yeah, even if you got a big salary cap a week or two into training camp, well, <laughs> you yeah. could be sent packing. 100%. I mean, I think we both kind of think that Chris Jones is going to kind of focus on building that defense. And make sure yeah, they can yeah. that they can play really good defense, and then the quarterback play, and the quarterback that choice at quarterback, whether it's Arbuckle and Cornelius or bringing back Trevor Harris. Um, I don't I don't want to call it that that'll be secondary, but that is not going. That's not the biggest issue that he's going to see, or that he's going to be going after, just because of, he's a defensive coach. So I, I just see him focusing on the defense, making sure that he's got the guys in place that he needs, and then dealing with. With the quarterback situation. One last note on BC: they were offering side fe- sideline field seating in uh, 2022. Some people like to sit close to the action. It looks like they're going to be doing this in uh, BC Place. I mean, they got all that space. It, it appears that they're going to make the benches go to the same side of the field. I, I think there was some talk that. The CFL sort of going to here's that word again mandate side or team benches on the same sideline. Uh, Why I don't know because if you notice in the West they're on the opposite and then in the East they're on the same. They're on the same. I don't think it's going to happen. And in the NHL, the only reason they're on the same the benches are on the same side of the ice is for TV. Yeah, maybe it happens in BC. I can't see it happening in Saskatchewan. I think that they purposely built that stadium so that the visiting team can cook in the sun during the summer. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> They're not going to want the, the benches on the same side, no. but... Uh, 
I mean, you got you got big enough rosters and a support staff, and then you have you know guys that aren't dressed or practice roster players that are there. Like, there's not a lot of room. No, no. Like, you go to a game and th- those benches, yeah, they're only supposed to be from what the 35 to the 35, but there's guys all the way down the sideline. And then you wonder why there is conflict when, <laughs> right? And then and then so you do this, you put them on the same side. You're you're asking at some point for something to happen, of course. Uh, and I mean, it'll get eyes on it, I guess. But at the same time, if you're in those field level seats, what are you seeing? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that's literally. It's the worst spot to watch a football game from. I don't think that's where diehard football fans are going to sit. I, well, maybe they're they're pretty expensive. But I, I've sat field level for games before. It is the worst mm-hmm. place to be. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I'll. I'll it, it's just it's just a jumble, yeah, of bodies, and you don't see anything. The Argos have been quiet so far this off season. I mean, what we'll see what happens when free agency officially opens. But they they bring back McLeod Bethel Thompson, that seems to be their guy for the time being. Uh, Chris Edwards gets re-signed. Does he have a he has a suspension to serve? I think at the beginning of the year, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Juwan Breskison is back in the receiving core. There's a guy I want to see be able to stay healthy because I think he's got big upside. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Justin Lawrence, who has spent uh, time in Calgary on their offensive line. Surprise, surprise, goes to Toronto. Calgary yep. East continues. Man, there's so many people from Alberta in Ontario right now. It just keeps going. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, We only sent our finest, but that's all we had. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, let's let's travel to Ken. Can, can they can they take Ken Holland too? Like Jesus. Let's go to Calgary here, who have also made some big re-signings, including linebacker Jameer Thurman, running back Kadeem Carey. Good for him getting the big mm-hmm. cash as an American running back, the highest paid American running back since Ricky Williams in two thousand six. I, I, Here's hoping he can pass a piss test. <laughs> uh, Michael Couture, I have that under Calgary. That's got to be a Winnipeg re-signing. Yeah, that has to be. Uh, Brandon Dozer, Canadian receiver Richie Sindani, uh, Jonathan Moxie re-signing. And they also ended up trading Royce Mechie to the Argos, defensive back, mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for linebacker Cameron Judge. Both were set to be free agents. Both have signed deals with their new teams. Royce Mechie with Toronto and yep. Cameron Judge for the uh, Stampeders, of course. Looks like they're going to be without Darnell Sankey this year, who was the CFL's leading tackler in 2021. And they have ended up replacing yep. him with a Canadian. I uh, think that is a big move for the Stamps. Yeah, I mean, we saw in Saskatchewan, you know... the the play to end the 2019 season, right? To clinch, to, uh, to clinch first. I mean, yeah. you saw what he did in Toronto when he was healthy. Like, this guy can play. Cam Judge is a good player, Canadian. He helps with the ratio. Uh, they, they fill a hole of that they have in their lineup due to injury. And, I mean, Calgary just keeps it. – it's just like plug and play. Like, they just find guys. 
Um, I mean, that the Mechie loss is a big piece of their defensive secondary, but I'm sure that they've got guys that are going to fill that, uh, and they won't miss a beat. Now, I know that Reggie Bagleton and Kamar Jordan are back in Calgary, but I think there might be a couple names from the Calgary receiving core that could be getting paid here. And Markeith Ambles is one of them. I, I look at a team like mm-hmm. Ottawa, who we'll get to next. They've made a lot of changes, <laughs> man. And Well... Can you blame them? No, I can't. But they they do still need uh, a receiver. I wonder if one of these Calgary receivers are going to be heading out, mm-hmm. uh, out to You're Ottawa. You're saying that Jalen Acklin's not enough. <laughs> hey, that that's a good signing uh, for the Red Blacks. You're right, and I guess they still got R.J. Harris. Maybe they do stick with uh, what they've got right now. But Markeith Ambles available for the Stampeders. A defensive back to Sean Amos mm-hmm. is available right now. Man, Herji Mayala, the Canadian that I think uh, a lot of people had hoped for to take the next step in 2021. As of right now, he's available as well. Of course, <laughs> this free agent thing is changing by the second, and guys are getting signed by the second. But uh, I think yeah. there's a couple significant names still out there available for the Stamps. And the nice thing is, is that they haven't been signed yet. So it gives us, you know, Tuesday might actually have some stuff going on. Well, let's just talk about Ottawa and the oh, confirmed man. players that they've they've signed. Canadian defensive end from the Elks, Kwaku Boateng. Of course, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah Mazzoli getting uh, there was seemed to be a bit of a bidding war between Ottawa and Edmonton. Ottawa's bringing him in, and you said Jalen Acklin. So there's f- familiarity there. Mazzoli and Acklin maybe mm-hmm. uh, making some plays in Ottawa next year. A couple guys that, especially Mazzoli, Ottawa has cheered against for several seasons. <laughs> yeah, that should go. I mean, everybody's going to forget about that. You know, when they win their first game, yeah. and it'll be just like, oh, yeah, we never hated Jeremiah Mazzoli. Yeah. <laughs> uh, William Powell headed back to Ottawa. And Powell's going to be happy to see some of the veterans that it looks like they're bringing in on the mm-hmm. offensive line, including Hunter Stewart, who was a first-round pick for the Lions in 2013. Darius Siraco spent time with Hamilton, of course. Sean Burke, the GM in uh, Ottawa, bringing in guys that he n- has known from his time in Hamilton. And I think this is a big one. Ucombre Williams spending time on the offensive line with Calgary. They're rebuilding that whole team and. I, I just look at what is happening, and we've basically mentioned all of the East teams now. Toronto, who mm. was first last year, I just see them taking a step back, man. Well, I mean, you have to think Ottawa's going to get better. Uh, Montreal, if if Vernon Adams stays healthy, uh, you know, they added on the defensive line. Like, I mean, they, they could take a step forward still. I mean, you, you think of Vernon Adams, you think, you know, he's been around forever. Um, Hamilton, I, I don't think they've got much worse. It, it might be a push. They might be a little bit better, uh, if they, especially with that Micah Johnson, Johnson signing. Like, I mean, it just seems like the Argos are doing what the Argos do, finish first, and then just stand pat. They'll be irrelevant for three years. 
finish first again, maybe win a Grey Cup, and then be irrelevant for the next four years after that again. Like, uh, <laughs> they, yeah. they are they are the one team in the East that it seems like they just didn't do anything. Yeah. Compared compared to everybody else. And compared to last off season, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they spent forty million dollars. <laughs> Uh, Ottawa also bringing in Canadian receiver Levi Noel, who had spent time with Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think 2018, he had about 500 receiving yards. He's six foot three. I think he can uh, be pretty uh, valuable to that Ottawa offense. And they extend some vets as well. Uh, defensive backs, Abdul Kana and Randall Evans. And John Gott, the offensive lineman, signs a one-day contract to retire in Ottawa Red Black. Still, maybe the best touch, or, yeah, celebration <laughs> In pro football history, when yep. <laughs> he runs into the end zone and just crushes a beer, that was awesome. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that though. Like, it's like doing a beer mile, and it, it just makes my stomach churn. <laughs> but like, you bring up Abdul Kana, Jonathan Rose is still out there too. Like, there's a lot of guys that this team can still add. That's true. And he's familiar with uh, Ottawa, the city, yeah. the stadium, and everything like that. Talking yeah. about the, the Grey Cup champs here, who end up signing Johnny Augustine for a two-year extension. There have been no formal contract talks with Andrew Harris. And Canadian running back Brady Oliveira is hard in negotiation still with the Bombers. They might be losing... Two of their three Canadian running backs they had last year. Mm-hmm. Mm, Andrew Harris is a big question mark. Where And he says he's open to playing for other teams. I just think with the amount of money that they've paid Zach Kalaros, now the highest paid player in the Canadian Football League. Not Who sure saw they... this coming three years ago? <laughs> exactly. Not sure they can afford to pay Andrew Harris anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... There's a guy who hasn't played a full season, and it's not like you know it's been games off for yeah. uh, rest or anything like that. It's been injuries. Um, you know the money they're paying him and what they're getting out of him uh, it doesn't add up. Sure, plays great when he's in the lineup, but when you have Augustine and Oliveira who basically did that job, yeah, and they won games with them in the lineup, spend that money elsewhere. Let him go. Uh, like I said, I'd rather lose a guy a year earlier than a year or two too late. Um, for chaos sake, I want him to sign in Saskatchewan because all those sheep will buy Andrew Harris jerseys and say they never hated him and say he's not a cheater. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I just kind of like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter to me where he goes. I just don't see him in Winnipeg. Um, they, they've got guys that can do it cheaper and do it just as good. Uh, and I don't really think that offense it, – it, the offense will be different for sure, I think. But I, I don't see them t- – I don't see it taking a huge step back, losing Andrew Harris. Because, I mean, they played 80% of the season without him anyway. It would be absolutely hilarious if Andrew Harris signs in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of wondering where he – where would be a fit for Andrew Harris? And Saskatchewan might be – Could they afford him, though? Well, like you talk about the Fajardo, you talk about the Fajardo restructuring. What they save ten grand. Well, and the, the amount of they they freed up a lot of money with Micah Johnson, and I know they gave a lot to Duke Williams as to, well. So yeah, I I kind of see BC as a landing spot as well. 
Yeah. That, and, I mean, they got the young quarterback who's not making a lot of money. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, at, you know, that's where he started. At, at, you might want to go back there and, you know, at, see it as unfinished business maybe. I don't know. But there's not a lot of openings for an aging running back who's been injured the last two seasons. Yeah. He's played. We'll, we'll see if he does play elsewhere. But for he, then again, he William Powell retires. got a job in Ottawa, so I don't know. Yeah. They also bring back uh, Drew Wolitarski in the receiving core, Winston Rose mm-hmm. as a defensive back, as well as Mercy Maston, and Rashid Bailey, who might be very valuable in that offense in 2022, because it does appear that Kenny Lawler, their number one receiver last year, mm-hmm. is going to be taking a walk and uh, going to make some cash and you can't blame him for that. So nope. Rashid Rashid Bailey might be the number one guy in Winnipeg. Darvin Adams on Twitter did say today is a very good day. Don't know what that means. Maybe it means he re-signed I'm with guessing Winnipeg. somebody got paid. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing he probably re-signed in Winnipeg or he could have got paid for another team. You don't know, but Rashid Bailey might be uh, the next thousand yard receiver in Winnipeg. Are they going to want to try to get another receiver there? I, I could see them trying to, but I don't know if they can afford that either. (laughs) Yeah, I I could, I mean, you, you don't want to say, no, we don't need another guy. Like, I mean, it, there's guys out there that can definitely help that offense, whether or not they can afford them after Sat Kalaros, of all people, being now the highest-paid player. Um, just, I can't get over that. blows my mind. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just don't know. Like, if you do that and take away all your cap flexibility, now what? The Elks end up extending Darrell Walker. Let's face it, 2021 was probably the weakest season in his CFL career. Um, mm-hmm. they're going to be expecting a lot more from him in 2022. They signed uh, Charles Nelson, who spent time with Winnipeg in 2021, and former Ohio State quarterback J.T. Barrett, which is actually pretty fascinating here. He was on the nag list for Edmonton the last time Chris Jones was in Edmonton. So Chris Jones yep. gets his guy. A guy's been on that uh, Neglis for a long time. We'll see if he gets up here and he's in training camp for Edmonton come 2021. But it, it seemed like he also played in the Big Ten. So <laughs> Jones don't wanted, get too excited. Wanted somebody, I think, with uh, some mobility as his, mm-hmm. his quarterback. I think that's maybe why he was looking at Jeremiah Mazzoli, and I, I think he's got high hopes for for JT Barrett who's been on that neg list for a long time. JT Barrett hasn't taken a meaningful snap since 2017 yeah. in college. Yeah. Well, so temper your expectations. Is that is that the like. the theme of Elks training camp though? <laughs> it might be. It's like, "Oh, you haven't played in years. Here, here's here's 70 grand. Let's see what you got." <laughs> A tough loss for the Elks with Matt O'Donnell hanging up mm-hmm. the cleats. The big, what, six foot eleven on the offensive line. Yeah, mountain of a man. Yeah. Vanier Cup with Queens in 2009. Gray Cup with Edmonton mm-hmm. in 2015. Uh, th- that's a big loss. No pun intended for that offensive yeah. line. 
Yeah, I mean, and that was an offensive line last year that looked like it had some troubles. I don't think that's being too harsh. I'm not saying they were absolute crap. They're, they weren't, but, I mean, there were games where – and I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, Cornelius being back there and them not being used used to having him as their quarterback. Uh, but, you know, Matt O'Donnell is just the consummate professional. He's just so big that like, he's impossible to move. It's yeah. not like he was a, <laughs> a swinging door. Um, you know, they've, they've lost guys on their own line, but I think this Matt O'Donnell loss for them hurts the most. Now, there are, are some big names still out there. Guys like Brandon Banks, uh, Trevor Harris, we talked about the other Harris, and uh, Darnell Sankey. It appears that Saskatchewan mm-hmm. is very interested in him. If As they should be. If their linebacking core looks like Darnell Sankey, Micah Tights, and Larry Dean, that. Sign me up. <laughs> that's pretty good for Saskatchewan. And I. <laughs> we can, we, they're, I just don't, like, with the losses that they have in Gainey, Purifoy, and Micah Johnson, yeah, that linebacking core seems pretty good. It but does. Are they going to, like, I mean, are they going to be able to get to the quarterback without that defensive line push? Or, well, I mean, they, we could still see the defensive line push. Like, I'm not crapping on Mac Henry, but, I mean, the, the, well, he might be going to Edmonton. And, and the, the secondary is <laughs> a little depleted now. Like, I think everything might just compound, and I don't know what that defense is going to be. We'll see come Tuesday and, and closer to training camp. But, man, if that if that's your three linebackers going in, it's a pretty good foundation to start with. Absolutely. Uh, I think if they're in on Darnell Sankey, they're probably out on Derek Moncrief, who's going to be, uh, mm-hmm. I think, a big name. He'll be, he'll be highly sought after and highly paid. Dion Lacey, also available. Yeah. Ted Laurent, what's going to happen with him in Hamilton? Maybe he's on the cusp of retirement. Um, takes a takes a hometown discount, and they run the rotation at D tackle. <laughs> if they had Laurent Johnson and win, like give me a break, <laughs> and still lose a great cup. Oh man! I'm what very, else is new? I'm very interested to see where Sean Lemon ends up. He. Mm-hmm. Well, wherever he ends up, he's going to get traded halfway through the year anyway. And then play well, like really well. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Because Sean Lemon started 2021 in Edmonton. I guess he wasn't a part of their culture. Plan. (laughs) Or, yeah, culture, sorry, culture. I I mean, he goes to Calgary, plays very well, ends up getting kicked out of the West semifinal. I, I hope that's not the last time we see him on the field, but I think no. he could still contribute to a, a CFL team. And with defensive tackles like they've got in Hamilton, seeing Lemon in mm-hmm. black and gold might oh my God. look pretty good. Yeah. And let's be honest, that culture in Edmonton last year was equivalent to the culture you would grow in a Petri dish in a, in a grade <laughs> 11 bio class. like. It wasn't good, so I don't see how Lemon could have made it any worse. Might be able to make some yogurt out of that. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Death yogurt, was, like boil. That was. Wow, this glass is hot. <laughs> that was so nerdy, but that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Alexander, the safety for uh, the Bombers, mm-hmm. is still out there. Like This guy is a punishing hitter. Some fans will call yep. him dirty, sure, but 
He's on the edge. I think he, he toes the line, which is what you want. We'll, we'll see if he ends up leaving uh, the Bombers or he ends up staying there. And I know uh, you're going to want Loeffler, Taylor Loeffler, to come out of retirement. That's what you're hoping for. Well, the Riders need a safety now. They got Mike Adam. Yeah, and how how much better was Purifoy there? <laughs> so, <laughs> now you want Loeffler. And, hey, I want to see you buy that jersey. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Riders uh, seem to be interested in Ottawa offensive lineman Nolan McMillan. So, they should be uh, interested in every available offensive lineman. Yep. Uh, other players that uh, the Lions seem to be interested in, David Menard, who had a great season mm-hmm. with Montreal last year. Uh, Matthew Betts did not have a good season with Edmonton last year. So there are a couple nope. ca- Canadian defensive linemen and also Steven Richardson, who was on the defensive line for Winnipeg. There's another tackle that oh, I would not want to run against that guy. No. Nope. Well, I mean, if if Winnipeg loses Stephen Richardson, I mean, they still have a pretty decent defense. Um, I, I think he was kind of underappreciated. Like we didn't talk about him much. Yeah, but yeah. Because, like it's kind of like a ref. Like if you don't talk about him, he's obviously doing his job. I uh, I agree with you there, and I did mention maybe Matt Henry going to Edmonton, Ottawa interested in Greg Ellingson returning mm-hmm. to the nation's well, capital. There, there's that there's that receiver they need. Done deal. There it is. There it is. Free agency opening up Tuesday. What is it? 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern? 8.30 Newfoundland. (laughs) There are a lot of names still out there uh, for the taking in the CFL, and that's what happens when 85% of the league uh, has a contract expiring. (laughs) That's what happens when, yeah, you only sign one-year deals. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, you know, a two-year deal, oh, we'll just cut him. We, we're not going to have to pay him anyway. Who cares? <laughs> this episode of To and Out brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Uh, the foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can actually start an endowment fund yourself or with a group, and once it reaches ten grand, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. And this year's focus is making ends meet in Edmonton. You can uh, learn more about this at ecfoundation.com. Dot org, And they've also got a podcast called The Well Endowed Podcast, which you can check out at thewelledowedpodcast.com. All right. This week, it is Super Bowl week. Bengals and Rams. Ty, where's your money lying? Uh, Rams money line over 11.5 Burrow rushing yards. A Cooper Cup touchdown at any time and over three field goals. Bengals must uh, pay well if you bet on them, no? I don't care. (laughs) Should mention this as well. Our friends in the Canadian Football Podcast Network, the Canadian Football Countdown, they are doing a basically a seven-hour, six-hour live stream. Oh, no, it's eight hours. They're doing a stream online. It's going to be on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitch, covering free agency. 
Uh, and you're going to see other members of the Canadian Football Podcast Network jump on that live stream just to kind of talk about the news of the day. Hey, I, I might even jump on there. It just depends what time I get out of bed. Because yeah, it'll be. Do they have any time slots between three thirty and three thirty-five p.m. for you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a.m., which would also work. <laughs> yeah, that probably work better. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm not sure how many signings are happening. You know, nine hours before free agency officially opens. <laughs> That's well, awesome. It- you, you can you can uh, be like Jimmy the Greek and just give the, the lines on where everybody's going to sign. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe Tra- to Travis the Uke. <laughs> to uh, Tune Out Podcast wherever <laughs> you find your podcasts. I was going to make a Spotify joke, but look, we're, we're going to keep oh, the show geez. up on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hey, if, if Joe Rogan does not pull his podcast off of Spotify, we're going to keep releasing podcasts. <laughs> there you go. We will talk to you in a couple weeks when the dust has settled on a lot of fi- uh, sightings in CFL free agency. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.